Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is DJ. And this is Ish. And this is season, season six, six of Better Let, Let Me Tell, Tell You. You got all of your fingerprints all over my glasses. Just clean it. Don't tell me what to do. Combinagre y alcohol. Ay, that's such a disgusting smelling combo. Bueno, tú sabes que para limpiar tienes que meterle vinagre. Bueno, cloro. Cloro. I was going to say cloro because without cloro, you've done nothing. Is it really clean if you don't use cl cloro? I wouldn't know because I only use cloro. Right. And cloro sounds so much more potent than Clorox. Even bleach. Yeah. yeah. Cloro. Cloro. <laughs> para ropa impecudía. <laughs> Which again... I don't know what the translation of that would be. I don't know either. Well, with that <laughs> in mind, welcome everybody to episode 269 of Pero Let Me Tell You. Yes, yes, 269. I can never say 60 y 70. Oh, up until this day, I have to stop and think about it. You have to tell people, say o siete. Yeah, I'm like, okay, yes. Yeah, and I know that 60 is 60 and 70. Tenta is 70. Is right. 70. But I can never, when somebody is saying it to me, I can never decipher it well. And when I'm saying it, apparently it doesn't come out right because people are always like, <laughs> ¿Qué, cual, qué número, eh? And I'm like, <laughs> seis, seis, seis cinco, siete dos. Just, yeah, you sound like you're doing the lottery. Yeah. Setenta y ses like, who in the Spanish language thought that was a good idea? Well, that probably comes from Latin. Who in the Latin language <laughs> thought that was a good idea? <laughs> The other ones make sense. 
like like 40, oh yeah, 30, okay, yeah, 40, yeah. 50, 80, But it's at six and seven that they just kind of got like lazy. In um, in uh, French, it's like super complicated. How is it? Because in French, it's a quarante vingt deux. It's four times twenty. You have to do math. Yes. Oh, that's stupid. It, I'm sorry. It's quatre four okay. times twenty. Eight is eighty. Uh-huh. So, for example, eighty is quatre vingt quatre vingt eighty one quatre vingt un quatre vingt deux quatre vingt trois. No, I should have to do quatre, math to say a number. Quatre vingt cinq. No, quatre vingt. <laughs> no, counting shouldn't be a word problem. Yeah, it's like no. Well, I remember when I was learning the numbers in French. I was like, "Wait, what? <laughs> like it's four times twenty <laughs> equals eighty. Four times twenty equals eighty plus one. Plus one. Plus two. Uh, plus four two, times yeah. twenty plus two, and on and on and on. I'm oh, say the count would take forever. Me. Yeah, I I need to brush up on my French. Oh yes, it's it's coming. Yeah, because my next year. Yes, we're we're going to a wedding, hopefully in Europe next year, and. Um, you know, a Frenchman is now part of our family, which That's we true. love very much. But, you know, I feel that as the only person in our fa- side of the family oh, yeah. that speaks any French, I'm going to be the ambassador. Like, yes, my friend. Bonjour, ça va, je suis d'Arlien. <laughs> vous êtes ambassador, yes. C'est ma famille. <laughs> vous êtes tête malade de la tête. Vous êtes tout malade de la tête. Pardon. <laughs> You have a headache, so we are sorry? all like crazy. Oh, okay, okay. Oui. I knew Tet was head. So oui. That's where I was going. Okay, we said, yeah. Anyway, well, how is everybody? Happy Friday! Happy Friday! Yeah. Is there any long weekend? No. No, 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 no. We don't get anything long until like Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks. <laughs> we don't get anything long until you know Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Well, we hope everybody's having. Yes. A, yes. A, well, yeah. 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 September is over. End of summer. Well, actually, fall. this Saturday is the first day of fall. That doesn't mean anything to I'm us. I'm just saying in general. You know, yeah, we have, we have listeners all over. We don't have sweater weather. Sweater, Dude, I sweater know, I weather. Know. I miss sweater weather. Yeah, well, you miss turtleneck weather. I do. I haven't worn a turtleneck in years. Well, you know, you will but suffocate. I, feel, I also feel like, you know, the earth already has enough problems. I don't need it to shift off its axis. I mean, I think that you should just go to New York or wherever. That's cold just so you can wear a turtleneck. Maybe I'll do it on So, October. listeners, that comes from an inside joke, <laughs> you know, seven I years ago. Some years ago, I'll refresh your memory. You know, some years ago, he was wearing a turtleneck, and it looked good on him. It looked, you know, flattering, and I said something to him just very, you know, passe. I'm like, oh, that, that turtleneck looks good on you. And he, with all the confidence <laughs> in the world, was like, I know. And but but I mean it was one of those like you had to be there right, to really but, appreciate it. But he said it so confidently, like yeah, I know, duh. Like, <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, I mean, I guess turtlenecks are your thing. They were well, they were my thing for a long time. Oh my god! So, a the other day, I was <laughs> I was actually at Publix and. It was really quick. I had to go to the ATM to the Presto machine at Publix. It's if still you know, presto. you know. Yeah. It's still Presto. If you know, you know. And I had taken out my money, but there was a sideshow. And I was like, I'm I'm I am all you in were like dawdling this. at the machine. So there was this lady outside of Publix and she was on the phone. Okay. And of course, you know, she was one of our people. She was talking, you know, like if she was talking to an arena full of people. Um <laughs> and was she FaceTiming? No, she was actually on the phone. Okay. She was actually on the phone, which, yes, there's a thing now with not only Cubans, but like everyone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That they FaceTime in the middle of Publix or they talk on speakerphone. Yeah. 
Yeah, like full blown conversations because it's not like, oye, estoy en el public, tú necesitas que compres right, right, okay, right. bye. No, no, it's like full. Ay, viste que. Yeah, and, and always with the, with the, the FaceTime. Yeah. Viste right. que, que María se compró un carro nuevo. Siempre están arrancados, pero, pero se compró un carro. Pero yeah, un Tesla. Full blown yeah. conversations. Yeah. But anyway, so this lady. You know, buy me. I had just taken out the money from the ATM and I was like, oh, I'm staying for this. I pretended to be looking something up on my phone. <laughs> she's talking to this woman on the phone and she's like, el chase. Tienes que ir al chase. El chase. Ya te dije que es el chase. Ahí mismo está el chase. And I'm like, is she talking about the chases of a car? Like, right. Uh, like, right. I, I was like, what? And the woman no entendía. And she's like, Mimi, el chase está alante de ti. Si estás en la 87, está alante de ti. And I'm like, there's no car repair like, in 87. I'm like, right. I think I know where she's going with this, but no. A, and she's oh like, God. el chase. Porque yo, yo te dije que en, en la 87 está el chase. Y ahí tú puedes sacar dinero. And I'm like, Chase. She's talking about Chase Bank. Chase. She, she's talking about Chase Bank. And I was like, Good Google God. Me. Thank you for letting me be <laughs> at this place in time, at this moment, where this woman, for the anecdote, just, just went on a whole thing about el chase, el chase. And she was like relentless. And, and like, you know what I think is great about el chase is that if you say chase in Spanish, that's an accent. That's true, yeah. So they just put an accent they just, on chase. They're like, no, they were wrong. They forgot it. <laughs> They forgot it. <laughs> I'm gonna help. I'm you know, gonna help. I, I this. thought that chase in Spanish was eche. 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 Vamos yeah. a eche. I thought that chase was eche. No matter how Not you. Not chase. Even if you. Even no matter how you do it, you would have to throw an accent in there. Because if you do chase or if you do chase, either way you're throwing an accent right, in but there. If that you doesn't say exist. Ch- but if right, you right, say right. eche. No, no, no. I know, I know. But I'm just thinking like to your point about the accent. I'm like, yeah, there's no way around not putting an accent in there. Yeah. So she was talking about a chassis. And there I know, like, I'm like, oh, the chassis of a car? Like, and no. <laughs> she was, and, and then, then be, that's why there was a moment I'm like, there is a chase on the 87 Coral Way. But no. But I was like, no. She's not talking about <laughs> Chase. Is she talking about it Chase? could not no. be that. She's no, not talking about no, Chase. No, 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 no. But then, you know, then now, you know, you it was like a clue. Were. It right. was like, the Warrens. <laughs> you know? <laughs> if you know, you know. It, now I was like, okay. She's talking about Coral Way in 87, which does have a, 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 a chase. chase. Yes. And now she's talking about taking out money. I'm like, she's talking about Chase, chase Bank. Bank. How would they say Wells Fargo? And we're Fargo. We're Fargo. Well, no, they say Wells Fargo. We're Fargo. And we're Fargo. Yeah, because I think there's no like weird. Bank of America thing. is a mouthful. El Banco de America. Oh. El Banco de America. <laughs> no, but they, no, they're not going to. But they don't gonna, say El Banco de America. They're going to say El Banco de America. They say Banco America. Ban- Banco de America. El Banco de America. Yeah. They, they make it almost They're Irish. not going to say El Banco de America. That's true. The, 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 this is true. Yeah, I forgot our people. Sorry. Part of this is not <laughs> actually proper. It's part of it. It's not properly explaining it. Uh, pronouncing it, I mean. Right. The, right, right, right. They're not going to say El Banco de America. Right. They're going to say a, Banco de America. Banco de America. Banco de America. Yeah, like Bank of becomes almost one word. Uh-huh. It's yeah, like it's, Banco they, of America. They have a field day with banks. El Región. <laughs> Era ahí el Región. El Región. And then you know the easiest one, Tede. El Región. El Tede. Ahí vas al banco, el Tede, el Verde. El Verde. El Verdecito. El Verdecito, el Tede. El Verdecito, el Tede, con la bicicleta. 
I feel that banks are like cell phone carriers. They all have a color. Yes, they all they all do actually. Yeah, I remember. I remember where I was. I remember that from my time working on Chase. I remember where I was. I was in the parking lot of Dayland Station, like I don't know, a while ago. That I was like, wait, every cell phone has a color. Yes. T-Mobile is pink. AT and T is blue. Yep. Um, Verizon is red. Yep. And back, you know, when we had Sprint, it was yellow. Yep. Is that by like design? I don't know if it's by design per se, but I, I will say uh, during my time that, uh, with with track phone, when we would have a little map showing which brand had which coverage, mm-hmm. we would make we would make sure that they had the maps in the different colors, right? To to symbol to say it without saying it, right? But I wonder. So okay, but but so but in that particular like case, you already had like the right, colors right. were established, right? 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 I yeah. just wonder if like let's say T Mobile started. We're going to be pink. It's just our marketing is going to be pink. pink right. And then, you know, Sprint was like, well, we'll do yellow. <laughs> well, yeah, because I'm sure everybody was like, okay, I'm not going to use pink. So yeah. what's left? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then back in the day, Singular was orange. That's right. The little, the little guy. <laughs> yeah. I remember there was a commercial in like the early aughts that it was, <laughs> it was of the Verizon guy. Uh-huh. And then a Catherine Zeta-Jones lookalike and the Singular little guy. And it was for T-Mobile. So it was like drop them. You don't remember? Well, then it couldn't have been for. Oh wait, was it was for T-Mobile? Wait, was Catherine T-Mobile? No, Catherine was T-Mobile. Catherine was T-Mobile. No, so yes, it was yes. for it was for Sprint. It was for Sprint. All right, because right. I remember Catherine was in it. Yeah, Catherine's at Catherine, Jones. Yeah, yeah. So that just made me think of the '90s of the collect call commercials. Ava uh, Save a lot. Ava Save a lot. Alyssa yeah. Milano. Mira, that in the late '90s there was a lot hey, of we collect were, calls. We were doing a lot of collect calls. Like, was that a big part of your life? Collect calls. Not mine, but apparently it was everybody else's. I think that's a white thing. I think that was about, like, I think that was one of those things that we Nobody think- that's Latin will be like, yeah, I'm going to accept the charges. Well, no, because you call and you just say, me. and then they're like, oh. and you know, Right, but, right, but yeah, the yeah. real purpose of a collect call is for you no, to right, right. But accept saying, the charges. As Latins, we use that opportunity of the say your name to uh-huh. say what we need them to come get us. Oh, see, sí, see. Sí. Right? So <laughs> it's like, like, Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, and then they just—they're like, "No, we don't accept the charges." Oye, hay que recoger a fulano, like. And it's in the peso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. we, we were at that dollar theater a lot. Well, I mean, it was most dollar people and were we were in the, in the in the late nineties. It was a dollar. You know? We were in high school. It was, yeah. and then it went up to a dollar fifty. Oh. I wonder what it would be like today if it was still around. <laughs> I think we'd be at like five bucks easily. Yeah, easily five dollars. No, or ten. And so? it would still be a bargain. Yeah, this is true. Compared yeah. to you compared know, to the regular theater. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ten ten was what the theater cost back then. So yeah, so it would probably be about five yeah. or ten. Yeah, Somewhere it's so funny because whenever I go to the movie theater, and you know, especially with Tristan, you know, we get popcorn and whatever, and they're always like, "Oh, do you want to get the like super extra quadruple size for two dollars more?" And I'm like, "I know they're nickel and diming me to make more money, but it." I mean, it's only $2 more. I mean, at this point, you're already spending $73. Yeah. What's another two? <laughs> yeah, what's another two for 10 more pounds of popcorn? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that is a bargain at that point. Oh, my God. Do you know that that thing you put on your popcorn is not butter? It's just like an oil. It's like a flavored buttered like oil. oil. That doesn't surprise me, but oh. <laughs> yeah, right? It's not butter. It's not surprising. I can't believe it's time. not butter. I can't believe Oh, maybe that's what it is. No, Wait. it's not. I can't believe it's oh, not it's butter. Oh, it's not. Oh, okay. I just can't believe it's not real butter. Oh, okay. I thought maybe for a minute they're like Fabio had found another <laughs> another business. No, it's it's a uh, flavored oil. Ooh, that just doesn't sound cute. I know, right? Would you like some flavored oil on your popcorn? No, yeah. thanks. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wait. I'll wait till I get home. Fine. 
it's always so expensive. Like, <laughs> eat a It is, it is. But speaking of theaters, though, so I wanted to just drop a little anecdote on you because, as you know, I do a lot of things nowadays, with, not with the sole purpose of having a story to tell, but right. with the added bonus of it all. So last Saturday, uh, Jose and I went to go see at the UM uh, Bill Cosford Theater a screening of Young Frankenstein, which they have a series called Watching Movies With, and then it's a different person. Young Frankenstein is Willy Wonka. Gene Wilder. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Mel Brooks. Um, and so it was Watching Movies With Gloria Stefan. Mm. So we went to go see Young Frankenstein with her. Turns out it's because the reason she chose that movie is because it was her first date with Emilio that they went to go see, and you know whatever all that wonderfulness. And so she came out. We watched the movie for a minute. There it could have turned into how I stayed in a windowless room in the dark with Gloria Stefan because mm. it was tremenda tormenta outside. I feel that our encounters <laughs> with Gloria Stefan keep getting more interesting. Yes, there was tremenda tormenta and the lights went out, right. and so we were just in pitch darkness. And I was, I turned to Jose and I'm like, I've never been in pitch dark with the Grammy winner before. Mm. <laughs> you know, as one does. A Kennedy Center Honors winner. A Kennedy winner. Center Honors winner, you know. Uh, the Songwriters <laughs> Hall of Fame. Songwriter Hall of Fame. The, the, the you know, has her own musical. Multi-international um, yes, artist. Uh, has a Barbie doll. Property owner. All these things that author. I've never been, you know, restaurateur. Yeah. So, you know, that was great. So, Eventually, it came back on. The movie finished. Whatever, fine. So afterwards, they did a little Q&A session with her. And, and the host was Renee Rodriguez, who was the former uh, film critic of The Herald. And, you know, after that, then they did like a Q&A session. Like, you know, like the audience could ask questions. So, you know, they started and people would raise their hand and ask her questions about movies or whatever. So I raised my hand. And when they got to me, what I... So I, I stood up and I said, yeah, hi, Gloria. So I have a question, but I have a question wrapped in an anecdote. And she looked at me kind of like, you know, I mean, she was a little far away. You'll, you'll see. There's a video of this. And she was kind of like, hmm, where's this going? So I proceeded to tell her about when we went to go see Midnight Madness. Oh, yes. And how, you know, she came out and she gave us the candy. And it's funny because Naib was at this screening. And Naib looks over as I'm saying this. He's like, yeah, that was in Hialeah. And he's like, yeah, I remember you. And whatever. So I'm like, okay, great. Thank you. You're giving me credence. We have pictures. Right. But, but you know, it's like, thank you for, you know, she meets so many people, right? So I, I say, you know, the whole story. And I say, you know, thank you for existing because you're like the shining beacon of Cuban Americanisms. And I end it by asking her, since she asked us if we wanted a Mike and Ike, if she wanted a Mike and Ike, and I proceeded to pull a box of Mike and Ike candy from my bag, mm. and I and then she said yes, and I went up and I had a hug with her and everything like that. Really? Yes. So, you hadn't told me this. I know. I did it on purpose to keep it for oh, for the episode. Man. Oh, yeah. Wow. So you hugged Gloria Stefan. So so Mike and Ike's is a big part of our Gloria Stefan origin story. This is what I'm saying. Sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> Because this now is like the second issue, like the, not issue, the second encounter we have right. with Gloria Stefan and Mike and Ike. And Mike and Ike, yes. Yeah, so of I've, all candies, Mike and Ike. So yeah, because when I was like, I'm sure that if she Did you get the Mike and Ike's on purpose? Of course I did. Yeah. And I also slapped our sticker on it. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I was like, the minute that, I, I, that we were going to this, I was like, she's going to have to have a question moment. And I'm going to take a Mike and Ike and I'm going to raise my hand and I'm going to have this moment and I know Jose will take video yeah. and then now we've got content for the show. Nice. So she's had, she's had, I mean, I, listen, she's had a lot of encounters with us one time at this point, Mira. She, and I took a picture with her and Emilio and I gave them a hug that's right. at the opening of Cow on uh, the beach. In the beach. That's right. And I was like, hi Gloria, hi Emilio. <laughs> what did you think of their sandwiches? We were like, I was talking to them like, you know, like we go way back. Well, we do. <laughs> we do. Yeah. yeah. Then we had the encounter of her and the, the, as you and, said, in the yeah. movie theater with the Mike and Ike's and 
now we had another one. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. We're, we're, we're circling the Estefan. Yes, uh, yes, we're, yes. We're, we're circling the Estefan airport. So was she like, oh, she she was like, because she stood up and she was kind of like, where's this going? You know, you could see in her face. She's like. I know there's a question at the end of the story, but I don't know what's going to happen. Right. She's like, I'm pretty sure he's not going to kill me in front of all these people. Right. Um, so then when I, you know, I told her, Mike and I, she's like, oh my God, the answer to that is always yes. She's right. like, although I'm, I might have to share it with Sasha, her her grandson, you know, because he loves Mike and Ike's and blah, blah, blah. So I just, you know, in that, the minute she said yes, I walked up and she took it and, you know, she gave me a hug. And Oh, I need to see that video. Yes, yes, yes. So I, I, we'll be posting the video uh, as That's well. That's pretty on, awesome. Onto Instagram. But I, I was like, that's a. She's just awesome. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. I mean, she's wonderful. Congratulations. She really is. You know, I mean, as we've said in, you know, 269 episodes of, of 269 episodes of the podcast, I probably feel that like half of them we've talked about Gloria Stefan. In Stephane some way, shape, or form. And Que Pasa USA. Yeah. So. <laughs> Sometimes um, together. <laughs> so, I mean, she is family, like to us that she we is. grew up with her and, you know, and from Miami and Cuban, yeah. you know, she feels like family. Yeah. So. And even more so because she was talking about her love of movies and she was saying how she used to sneak into the Tropicare drive-in. Oh, yeah. yeah. She actually went to movies yeah, there. Yeah, actually went to movies there and that she's a big horror movie fan and just... Who knew? Who Gloria knew? Stefan loves horror movies. Yeah. Like, and again, she's just so engaging and just, she's a very good storyteller. And I think because the focus here was more about her love with movies and, and yeah. that than her music. You know that... Um, it was things you haven't she, heard before. She's definitely one of these people, you know, from our multiple encounters with yes. her. But just, you know, I feel like Gloria Stefan is somebody that, like, so many people have had encounters with her yeah. or met with her or worked with her that, you know, you know somebody who knows somebody who knows her, yeah. right? And she, you know, they always say that whole thing, yeah. don't meet your idols. Yeah. Right? And and I think there's some truth to that. That Depends on the person. Sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. you put people on such a pedestal that when you meet them, they're a bit of a disappointment. Yeah. Right? But obviously with her, it's like the opposite. It's like meet your idol because she's yeah. she's as wonderful as you think she is and so much more. Yeah. She's probably the exception that proves the rule. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know? Because... I. Everybody that has known her or worked with her or yeah. has run in some type of circle with her only has pleasant things to say. Yeah. And you know, and if you don't like Lori stuff and you're a communist, and it's if you're a communist, is. we don't like you anyway. Yeah, so. so and I won't give you a mic and Ike. And you're not li- and, and you know, you're listening to the wrong podcast. <laughs> well, that, yes, for sure. I think by now, 269 episodes, yeah. they should have figured that it out. It would be yeah. called Comrade Let Me Tell yeah. You. <laughs> that is the communist version of of our podcast. <laughs> well, no, because comrade is not Spanish, so it have to be comandante. Let me tell you, or um, what's the word, compañero, compañero, compañero. Let me tell you, yeah, right. No, yeah. but it'll be, no, be comrade. Let me tell you, that <laughs> <laughs> has a ring to it. Comrade, let me tell you. <laughs> oh God, coming next year from Putin, <laughs> <laughs> from from, <laughs> from the, the producers, from the producers of the Ukrainian war, <laughs> and. And and riding a horse on the beach comes, comrade. Let me tell <laughs> you. Let me tell you straight from the Kremlin. Yes, <laughs> we would have to do some Russian accent. <laughs> Sponsored by uh, Stoli Vodka. Yes, it is good for you even out yeah. of womb. Okay, so I have a little antidote myself. So this past weekend, while you were hanging out with Gloria Stefan, yes. I was on a cruise. That's right. Right and. Really, what I'm talking, want to talk about is not so much the cruise, but something I noticed on the cruise, but I okay. noticed anywhere that they have this situation in. So there I am in the buffet of the cruise, and there's this huge line 
And I'm like, what, are they freaking giving filet mignon? Like, why is there such a huge line? Can you imagine? And of course, when I go look, the line is for omelets. What is it with omelet stations and people? Like, anytime there's an omelet station, people lose their shit. It's like they will stand in the rain, like, to get a freaking omelet. It's eggs, peppers, and cheese, people. Like, I don't know what it is. If you go to, like, the any buffet, <laughs> if you go to the Golden Corral, tú ves una pila de gente para que hagan una tortilla. You know? It's like, what is it with the omelet station? The people just, like, they can't contain themselves. They're like, I necesito una tortilla. And I'm like, it's an omelet station. Like, you know what I mean? I, I, will, I will start by saying there's probably a shorter line on cruises that leave out of Spain. <laughs> what about the Española? Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're used to it. That's a Tuesday. <laughs> you know, you know. Okay, am I wrong? Love, am I, I wrong? I love that this is this was your observation on a four day cruise. Am I wrong? The omelet station. Am I wrong? No, 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 no. You're not. And I'm one of those people who will wait in line. One of the times that I remember, I mean, this was years ago. One of the times that I remember was that here in Miami at the aerial aerial squadron yeah, yeah, yeah. when they do brunch. Yeah. There's this line that you know practically goes into the runway of the airport <laughs> for people t- for the fucking omelet station. And I'm like, this brunch there is pretty solid, or it was pretty solid. Yeah, there's a lot of options. There's yeah. a lot of options, and you're standing in line for a freaking omelet, and it's not like these omelets are anything special, right? It's literally beaten eggs with peppers and cheese, and some people add mushrooms. That's it. There's nothing. I think it's okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put myself in the mindset of the of the omelet line person. Welcome to episode 269 where I try to explain the omelet line. Listeners, do you stand in the omelet line? (laughs) So I think that's the thing is that like, okay, so an omelet, you know, it's not scrambled eggs, right? It's not a fried egg. So it does require a little more time. If you're doing it at home, like the skillet has to be heated to a certain degree. And then there's the flipping of it, which people don't do at home. So I feel like I'm equating it to similar how, how I will always order eggs benedict when i'm out at brunch but i won't make it at home because no. let me let me finish, because i don't want to go through the hassle so i'm thinking that's the mentality of of, okay. of the omelet I, line I, makers. I agree and disagree with you eggs benedict is a completely different monster well, yes, because you have right. to poach an egg right. and poaching an egg is something that can be very difficult right, right, right. and you you have to have a certain skill set because not only do you not have to poach the egg, you have to know how much to poach it. Right. Right. It has to be like perfectly runny, but or, not yeah, too runny, it's, it's, you yeah. know. Right. And then, you know, you have the, the hollandaise sauce and all right. that. No, I love Eggs Benny. Like yeah. I love it. But Eggs Benedict is not something that you'd ever do at home. And it's, it's something that it, it looks easy, but it's not. Right. Pero una tortilla, una tortilla, like there's no skill set in una tortilla. You know, get flipping, get flipping. When it's done, you just put it over the plate and that's it. Maybe people don't know how to do that. Um, I don't know. Unless you want like a French omelet and you want it in half, you know, and then I remember my dad had a phase that he'd be like, hi, hi, por qué no? Come, pa que estoy haciendo tortilla española. I'm like, what, you're making eggs with potatoes in them? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, and, and I feel that like the omelet station is equivalent to la paella. Okay. Now I'm listening. Right. Oh, okay. come, come, okay. It's something similar that, okay. like, when there's an omelet station, I'm on board now. people lose their shit. Like, I, I están haciendo tortilla. And I'm like, están haciendo tortilla. So what? You like, know what? You just won me over. Yeah. 
You just won me over by comparing it to the excitement of the Bahia. Mira, in, 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 by my office, there's a brand new Golden Corral while it's actually been there for like three years. And the Golden Corral, at least the one in Hialeah, has a, it's pretty solid. Yeah. Like, it's, it's pretty solid. Like, they have, I haven't been 20 years. They, they, you know, that one is really good. And it doesn't matter what day and time you go, there is a line in the Golden Corral that wraps around for Palototilla. <laughs> And yeah, and I'm like, okay. And this omelet station in the cruise was like that every day. Wow. Every day. I'm like, people need to have their omelet. I, there's just something. Maybe there's a protein. There's just something when they see a man in a chef's suit <laughs> with eggs around him. They're like, I need to have an tortilla. Like, I need to have an omelet. And I'm <laughs> like, it's an omelet, people. Oh God! <laughs> right, and then the thing is that these aren't even special omelets, right? Because there's right. there's like different omelets that are like some that you beat the egg a certain way so the egg is has more air that they're fluffier. Right. There's right, like right. some that have like different like like a bechamel sauce inside. Like there's some more this is intricate a basic omelet. Um, no, this is a basic omelet. It's scrambled eggs with cheese, mushrooms if you want, and peppers. Boom. Here, ma'am. And then you get you to, just waited half an hour. You, you, you get to your table like, I mira la tortilla que me hicieron fresquecita. And then later for lunch, you have the paella. <laughs> later for lunch, you have the paella. <laughs> no, that, that's another thing. In buffets, people get like hamburgers, like if they've never had a hamburger before. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm like, look at this person getting four hamburgers. Like, like, you can come back. You can come back. Yes. Yeah. But they've it, got more. Yes. But I think that when they see like, you know, a, a free for all of hamburgers, like they just get overwhelmed. Yeah. It's like, I need to have the hamburger. Right. Yeah. I can even understand two. And then there's the people. And we've all been there. We've all been these people. We've all been there. There's the people who always will get a little bit of salad. To be like, I know, porque yo comí ensalada. Yeah, but then they don't eat it. Right, or they'll have like one piece of romaine lettuce. Right. Right? But, you know, they still have to have a little bit of salad because By they want to lie to themselves and other people that, no, 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 yo comí ensalada. Yo comí un poco de ensalada. Ay, que rica estaba la ensalada. La ensalada está riquísima. estaba la ensalada. Y el ranch estaba riquísimo. Riquísimo. Tan saludable. I'm like, really? Really? You're at this buffet and you're having freaking salad? And it's not even like, again, that it's like this... Um, like, it's not like it's a wedge cob salad. No, it right. is literally a bowl of romaine, a ro- bowl of shredded carrots, a bowl of diced tomatoes, and ranch dressing, and Caesar dressing, and croutons. Pero no, hay que hacerse ensalada. Ay, Mimi, cogiste ensalada. Que rica está la ensalada. And I'm like, that's fucking wishbone dressing. Like, que rica, que rica. <laughs> Not even nature so, you know, I went on this cruise of the Caribbean and that's what I come back with. And I would expect nothing less. <laughs> I am glad that you brought back your story of La Línea de la Tortilla. La Línea de la Tortilla. <laughs> it may be one of your better stories. I'm not going to even pretend yeah, you like that true. one. Yes. One of my better stories. Your stories, especially since you tied it back to my whole thing about the paella. So you yeah. see, that you, you know how to win me over. <laughs> Our listeners are following along too. Our listeners yes. know how you feel about la paella. They do, and some of them agree. Yeah. Listeners, if any of you out there have a paella business and want to sponsor Ishmael's birthday next year with a paella, I mean, I we will do it. We'll give you the free advertising. You know what? Pepito's Paella. That would oh, actually, that's a great name. That is a great Pepito's name. Pepito's First paella. of all, it's a great name. <laughs> I would actually do it in that sense because at this point, it's become such a like joke. Yeah. I would just feel bad for the business because I don't want the business to think that we 
are making fun of them. You know yeah. what I mean? But but if if you get the joke, if you're in if you're in on the joke, yeah, no, it's with nothing us, against the people who make paella. I mean, right. great for you. It's you know, it's just honestly the joke. The pop and circumstance, right? The joke there wouldn't even be the paella. It would be the fact that if I'm having the paella, I would make it a point. I would send like a video evite yeah. of me just being like, no lleguen tarde. I mean, I think that there is more like there is a greater urgency to have the paella than if, you know, freaking Kate Middleton and, you know, Prince <laughs> William were coming. Be like, and they're coming. Pero no, no, no. Pero, no. Pero ellos no llegan hasta las 8, pero no llegan tarde por la paella. La paella. La paella se va a las 7. Se va a acabar la paella. La paella es a las 7. Ellos llegan a las 9, no te preocupes. Pero la paella. And then if you get late, lo que te queda es el cocho. <laughs> Uh, I'm on a roll today. You are on a roll. You came back very refreshed from the Caribbean. Viste. That's what the Caribbean will do to you. Oh my God. Because you, you didn't wait in line do you for know what happened to me in Coco Cay? What? <laughs> Lord. <laughs> oh no. So we got to Coco Cay. Did K. you not have a perfect day in Coco Cay? We, uh, we had a perfect day at Coco Cay, but okay. we got to Coco Cay. And I don't know if you remember from last year in the beach, Coco Cay has like. Well, it has several beaches, but the yeah. free beaches. Yes, it has the like, ones we went to. It's like a long beach, but it's sort of, sort of divided. Mm-hmm. Like there is a part with the ones that have the cabanas. It's it's yes, sort yes. of certain division with it, and there is hundreds, if not thousands, of uh, beach like lounge loungers yeah. with umbrellas. So when we get there, we're like, oh shit! There's like thousands of people coming here. Let's get one. Right, you got to leave our stuff on one and just go. Right, and Tristan wanted to go to the pool and all that stuff. So I'm like, okay, I left it there, and we went to the pool. We were, you know, we're in the pool for hours, whatever. Then we're like, oh, let's go back to the beach. When I go back to the beach, I'm like, what chair was it on? They all look the same, and there's like over a thousand of them. Oh no! So I was like, "Where is my bag?" It's like, and I am not leaving my North Face bag that has been with me like it circled the globe like ten times wow. and is like over twenty years old. I'm like, I am finding that bag. Like, that, if the, that if the ship has to wait. That ship is not leaving. This is our private island. They're not going to leave me behind. That's true. So I am finding that bag, and I did. Oh, okay, but it took me like an hour. I literally had to walk the entire beach through like all the rows of chairs, and I was like, "Esto es culpa mía por estar pintando, yes. pintando papalote." Yes. Instead of being like, "Okay," it's because you were eating with the chicken nibbles. <laughs> yes, yes. And I'm like, Tristan, you and your photographic memory, and you couldn't re- this, you Seriously? couldn't remember the know, one time, the one time the he one failed time me. You asked me for something, so yeah. Ugh. But they didn't have any paella or omelets. I was going to say, you should have just said, omelet station opened, and then everybody would have just gone, and you could have found, yeah. your, you found your thing. Yeah. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Back to school time, saca verano. And even your mental health challenges seem to be back from summer vacation. Did you pack lunch for the kids? Are you doing everything to help them thrive in school? How do you find balance between work and home life? <laughs> Not to mention back to school means que the holidays are around the corner. Stop. Take a deep breath and let better help get you back on the path to being mentally healthy. BetterHelp offers phone, video, text, or live therapist chat sessions. You Pick the option that best fits your schedule. After all, it's your mental health, right? Plus, it costs a fraction of in-person therapy sessions, which is a good thing, porque those back-to-school supplies are not cheap. (laughs) 
And as a special offer for Better Let Me Tell You listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash better. BetterHelp is already more affordable than in-person therapy, and now you can save on your first month. Look, more than back to school time, it's back to you time. And BetterHelp can help you take the first step on that path. That's betterhelp.com slash better. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Oh, oh Lord. Well, I had a I had a interesting uh, encounter in a pool oh. last week as well. So it was my, my youngest nephew's birthday. He just turned 11. And so for his birthday, he had like a little beach theme. And what they did was um, on the front lawn, they got like one of those bounce houses that has the pools, you know, has a slide with a pool at the bottom, whatever. So all the kids were there. Yes, I saw the video que tú te tiraste, hiciste malos papeles. You did bad papers. I did bad papers, but I take nothing back. Um, but I was like, you know what? Well, that was at the end of the party. That was after everybody had left. Um, but I was like, you know what? All the kids are there. I'm going to go. My sister has an above ground pool in the back. I'm just going to go to the back. I'm going to get in the pool by myself. You know, just kind of mm-hmm. relax. You're right? going to the uh, the solarium, the adult. The adult section, yes. section. So this little girl comes in. She, I think she, she I don't remember her name, but she turns eight on October 14th because oh. she made it a point to tell me that her birthday was coming up. Okay. Um, And so she's just, she's like, She's like eight, you know, four feet tall, but like six feet tall of sass, and she was she was a delight. But she's one of these little kids who just starts talking and asking you questions, right? Mm-hmm. So eventually, she's like, you know, oh, so where are your children? I was like, no, I don't have any kids, you know. Whatever. She's like, oh, well, where's your wife? And I was like, no, I'm not married. And she's like, oh, but why aren't you married? And I'm like, well, you know, some people just aren't married, and you know, whatever. And she's like, oh, well, when I grow up, I have to get married. And I was like, well. Well, you know, some people don't, but, 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 you know, why? She's like, well, I mean, think about it. I'm going to have a kid. And, like, what if I have to feed the kid while I also have to do the laundry and then I have to cook? And then I'm also going to have a job. Like, that's too many things for one person to do by themselves. And I was like, you know, the practicality that she applied for marriage was pretty damn good. At eight years at old. Eight years old wow. I loved that. That she, her mind wasn't like, because I want to find true love. Right, right, it right. It was right. like, no, there's a lot of shit that needs to get done. Right, right. And so yeah, I, need, I need help. It wasn't from like the 
Disney sort of yeah. not not only Disney but like sort of like the childlike appreciation of what marriage is right that, oh you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend and you love each other right no. no it was yeah as you said I got shit to do and you know she's like the practicality situation right. like you know what she's probably if I would have let her keep going she would have been like you know and a mortgage is very expensive yes <laughs> so we're gonna have to lock in a good a good rate a good rate so then whatever she's still in the pool then my nephew comes with one of his little friends and and I don't know why all these children were obsessed with finding out my my you know relationship status and so my nephew's friend also asked he's like you know oh but like so are you i don't know if he said are you married or do you have children something to that effect or whatever and the little girl without missing a beat after he asked the question before i could even answer just turns around and she says no he's lonely (gasps) (laughs) and i would have responded to her Nobody <laughs> wants to be lonely. And I was, and I was like, no, I am not Nobody. lonely. I am not lonely. I'm just not married. This looks like a scene of a sitcom. And then my and then my nephew jumped in to defend me. And he was like, he's not lonely. He has lots of friends and they're really cool. And he, you know, knows all these interesting people or whatever. So I was like, I'm not lonely. Did just you tell them that you have a podcast and a chicken wing business? <laughs> well, you know, I didn't get to that far. But I just thought it was so funny how she automatically just turned around and she's like, he's lonely. Don't worry. Don't ask him anything. <laughs> Children. I was like, you know what? But she was she was adorable. I mean, she was a spitfire. Absolutely. That was really interesting. <laughs> if, I mean, if you spent more time there, she would have probably asked you for like, well, how do you file your taxes? Oh, I'm sure she would have asked me for some investment advice. You know, yeah. like what kind of 401k? Yeah. How young is too young to start investing? <laughs> Should I be planning for retirement at 10? Right. <laughs> so, hmm. anyway. Yes. Well. I wanted actually to bring something up. We had so many many full experiences this past week. I know, Ita, we were busy. I actually wanted to bring something up because I feel this is something we've talked about before, but there was actually an article on NBC.com earlier this week that talked about this. Not an op-ed? And it's not an op-ed. Okay. And um, it's actually based on on, uh, Pew Research. Oh. So the subject was about people that identify as Latino um, and don't speak Spanish. And they specifically say, based on the research that they did, and they actually conducted several polls and several surveys, okay, so it's that the... these people that you know consider themselves Latin mm-hmm. um, and don't speak Spanish, they say that they're made uh, to feel bad about it. Right, that people, you know, tell With, them, you know, the, you're Latin. You know, how do you not know Spanish? Right, you're not really Latin. You're not really right, Latin. Right, you don't right, speak right, Spanish. Right. So that's something I wanted to bring up. So my question to you is, do you think that that's fair? Um, Do you think that somebody who doesn't speak any Spanish, you know, since language is such a big part of the Latin experience, do you think that that makes them less Latin or... So I'll 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 start at the end and work my way back. Um... I think there's there's a validity to th- sorry I think that just because you don't speak the language does not mean that you are not culturally a thing right what I mean by that and I think the closest comparison we can probably use is people who say they're Italian right don't speak Italian right or they may only use certain words like nona for right. grandmother right you know? and, and and they'll never say mozzarella they'll right be like mozzarella yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I went to the supermarket and bought some mozzarella and mozzarella, it's like nobody yeah. speaks that way but go ahead but but but, but that <laughs> like that that whole thing of like you know this is my nona and let's say we would say this are my abuela yeah. so I think there's an argument to be made that 
the language is not the be all end all of of how what what allows you to identify as as Latino, Hispanic, etc. With that said, I do question, and, and I, I don't know how, how in depth the research went. When they say that they don't speak Spanish, is that they don't speak any Spanish, or they don't, or they don't feel confident? They don't because, speak Spanish at all, at all. Okay, because because there's because there's varying levels. Like there's people who there's even people who will tell you that they speak Spanish, and you start speaking with them, and you realize they right. don't really speak right. Spanish. Um, so I'm just okay, curious. But, but like for example, speaking about like a celebrity, a good example would be Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez speaks Spanish now, now. but when Jennifer Lopez first started, she barely spoke Spanish, right. and a lot of her shtick was that she was Latina from the Bronx. She was Puerto right. Rican, right, 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 right. So, you know, is she more or less Latin than somebody who, you know, speaks perfect Spanish? Right, and that's what I'm saying. Like I don't think that that the language in and of itself makes you more or less. I will admit, I will cop that I have been guilty of meeting Latinos who either don't speak the language at all or don't have as strong a mastery of it as you yeah. and I. And kind of internalizing a thought of like, hmm, mira tan Latino y no hablan español. Right. I, I, I have done that. I mean, right. I'm guilty of it. So we've 100%. been a little biased about that. Yeah. So so I, 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 I want to think that I, I agree with the notion that you don't have to have the language hundred percent to identify it because again you still got the notion of you know of food of of traditions of right. things like that 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 are not necessarily tied to the language but I also recognize my own shortcomings I think it's a very layered subject mm-hmm. um this is why I wanted to bring it up happy Hispanic Heritage Month I think it's a very layered subject and it's sort of um it's very complex because on the one hand I certainly don't think that knowing Spanish or speaking Spanish determines what you feel. Because if you feel as a Latin, you feel Latin. Right. You don't feel Caucasian. You don't feel yeah, African-American. You feel Colombian. You feel you, Mexican. You, 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 feel, feel, you, right. you feel Latin or, you know, Mexicano, Nicaraguense, sí, Dominicano, huh? Dominicano, et cetera. Nobody is going to should tell you that you don't, you're any less of that. Because you don't meet some Because criteria. you don't speak the right, language. Right. And I certainly don't think, of, most importantly, that you should be uh, made fun of or poked fun of or right. criticized because you don't speak the language. Because a lot of times people who don't speak Spanish is because of their parents. Right. They're, right? They're not, they have no fault. Right. This wasn't a choice that they right. made. Right. 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 right, right. Is because of their parents. With that said, with that said, I do think that speaking Spanish is a very big part of the culture. And it's a very, very, very big part of the Latin experience. Because it's not only that you are able to speak the language, it's how you speak it, the cadence in which you speak in, the rhythm. Everything is different in Spanish than in English. That's why I was asking, is it people who don't speak it at all or people who speak it? So there's some choppy. So there's some there's some interesting facts here okay that based on the research that they brought receipts i did i did so and again this was a pew research that they did Um, so here's what they found from the survey okay three quarters or 75 percent of all latinos say that they're able to carry on a conversation in spanish pretty well or very well the report said so the majority 75 percent. that's a good number 
But when it comes to third or higher generation Latinos, okay. the number looks very differently. Only sense. about one third, 34% of them say they can have a Spanish language conversation pretty well. And only 14, this goes to what you're saying, only 14 can do so very well. More Latinos from Central America, I'll say 79% of Latinos from Central America think it's important that future generations are able to speak Spanish. Compared to other groups like South Americans, 65%. Mexicans, so 64%. Cubans, 63%. So that number fascinates yeah, me. Yes, so 63%, according to this survey, of Cubans think it's important for future generations to speak Spanish. I would have thought it was 100. I, yeah, I would have thought it was like that's 200. Why, that number, because again, based on our experiences, that now again, I also wonder the age range of, of the people that, that answered that 60-something percent, because I would think it would be much higher for the Cuban, yeah. uh, the, the Cuban uh, nationality. Yeah, and listen to this. A, see, we speak Spanglish. So about Spanglish. There you go. Many Latinos, 63%, say that sometimes they use Spanglish. Well, I mean, I think in Miami it's 100%. <laughs> Though it's much more common among second-generation Latinos, 72%, and third-generation or higher, 45%. Um, I mean, I think traditionally by the third generation is when historically across the board, um, cultures – Start to lose the like the language starts to diminish. I think right. by, by th just across the board, not just with Hispanic. And listen to this. This is uh, something else that was really interesting. So regarding politics, slightly more Latino Democrats, eighty-eight percent, than Latino Republic Republicans, eighty percent, say that it's at least somewhat important that future generations speak Spanish. Among Hispanic Democrats, listen to this. Okay. 36% say it's extremely important versus 26% of Republicans. That was surprising. The numbers, I mean, the differences between the two is negligible in, in, in the it's grand scheme. It's 10%. In, in the grand scheme. Well, I'm saying in the grand scheme of like if, I'm, if I was doing a. Right, but a, no, 10% ten, 10 no, 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 is no, no, not no. negligible. But what I'm saying is the drop when you, when you layered in the Latino Democrats. Right, like, is what was it the, the last portion was it the, the thirty so, and the twenty-seven? So as, as far as that, it's very important, oh, extremely right, important right, right, right. to speak Spanish. The Democrats, thirty-six percent say it's extremely important versus twenty-six percent of Republicans. Okay, so thirty-six percent of people that identify as Democrats that are Hispanic or Latino say that it's extremely important that you speak Spanish, whereas only 26% of Republicans. I thought that, of that Hispanic number was, Republicans. I thought that number was surprising. Okay. I would have thought it was the other way around, actually. No. It makes a, it makes a degree of sense to me if you if you if you look at party politics. Um you know whereas I think Democrats are more kumbaya you know about like know where who you are where you came from acknowledge whereas i think republicans traditionally have been more about like assimilate and and you know and assimilate to to, to progress forward so i could see how that would would affect those numbers i guess um i mean again it, it's 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 a very layered um conversation piece i see it with my nephews like my nephews omi the oldest one um he 
he's taking my sister makes them all take Spanish whether they like it or not um, now is when he's starting to like speak but he'll speak like phrases the, all three of them whenever I say something to them in Spanish it's funny their instinct is to always be like what and then I will repeat it to them again in Spanish I'll be like Tú sabes lo que yo estoy diciendo. And I'll say the thing. Yeah. And they, then they would understand. So their knee jerk is to almost just be like, no comprendo. And then it's like, no, no, no. You little son. Yeah, of, it's hard. Son it's, of a gun. It's hard. And I always tell them all the time, I'm like, listen, my entire career has happened because I speak Spanish. It, I mean, look. So there's that, a benefit I mean, because, to it. Because, for example, in Tristan's case, we made sure to speak to him only in Spanish and I actually think we did a great job because when Tristan started preschool, he did not speak a word of English. I know he did, yeah. Yeah, it was hilarious. And he would say things like, I'm a pedazo. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like he talked como una vieja cubana. Why? Because I knew that, like all kids, I went through that. He was going to get through a, to an age that he's going to be like, Spanish isn't cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to speak Spanish. But guess what? He doesn't have to speak it, but he knows it. Right. And that's why for me, it was like, no, no, no. You're, I'm not going to be one of those people with a kid that doesn't speak Spanish. Nope, not me. So, you know, and it's funny because him, well, you see him, he, you know, to get him to say something in Spanish, it's hard, but it's not. Because then it will come out like, chica, que te pasa? You know, yeah, like, it's there. Yeah. It's there. It's, it's there because he only yeah. spoke Spanish for the first five years of his life. But I also think, I also think with, with Tristan versus my nephews is, you know, his grandparents are all predominant Spanish speakers. Mm -hmm. So he he has that like necessity, the same yeah. way that I did with my grandparents, right? Where it's like, well, if I need to communicate with them, I need to do it in Spanish because they're not going to speak to me in yeah. English. Whereas my nephews don't have that same situation. That, that helps, but it comes down to the parents. And look, it's very difficult. It's very difficult. That's why I don't like nag at people that don't because it's very difficult because although we speak fluent Spanish, Spanish is not the language that comes to be naturally. Although, you know, at certain yeah. times, se me sale de tremendo refugiado. Sí, sí. But um, in my daily communication, in my thought process, I think in English. So, it, Do you count in English or Spanish? In English. Okay. I do everything in English. Okay. No, no, because um, they said if you count, the language that you count in yeah. is the language that you're more comfortable in. Right. Um, so it is, it does take an effort. You have to make a conscious effort to do right. it. And it's very hard. But that for me, well, that was something that was very important. It was important for, for all of us, for both of us, um, that he speak Spanish. And that's why he did not speak Spanish until he started preschool. English. Uh, English, deal. <laughs> and it's funny because uh, a couple of months ago, I, um, I took him somewhere that... Uh, there was a lot of people talking to him in Spanish, and he didn't want to. He was like, "Oh, you know, whatever." Mm -hmm. And and then they were like, "Ah, tú no sabes español," and he was like, "¿Quién dijo que yo no sé español?" But he said it in like the most like Cuban ghetto way. He's like, "¿Quién dijo <laughs> like, que yo no sé español?" He might as well have been wearing a guayabera with a gold yeah, chain. Yeah, he's like, "¿Quién dijo que yo no sé español?" Yo sé español, and I'm like, "Oh, look at you, how cute." Se le salió de <laughs> just don't push me on it, te, damn te, it. I love it. Um, it's so loud. But you know, but it's one of those things that, okay, like maybe he speaks Spanish, but will his kid speak Spanish? It will diminish. It will. That, it will. That, it just, it, it's just the way it is. That, and, and, and I feel that with Spanish because Spanish is like the most spoken language in the United States after English. Yeah. Right? I, I feel that you need to make an effort to do it. And, 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 and again, I don't think it makes you any less, more or less 
Latin because again, what you feel is what you feel, right? right? And nobody's going to tell you you're this or you're that. But I think it's a big part of the experience. I think it is insofar as as you know the 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 idioms and and like you were saying the the way you express yourself. You know, there's just certain there are certain words in Spanish that I uh, we just have impecudio. I don't know what that word is in English. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I know how to use it in Spanish. I know exactly what I mean. And other Spanish speakers, you know, these Cubans know what that. You know what I mean? It's one of those but, words. But that I like, think that in terms of I, I don't know how to express in terms of the otherwise. language. But I see it as more than just vocabulary. I see it in terms of the way that you speak. Your mannerisms come from the language. You know, the way that we talk with our hands and True. all that. That comes from the language because Spanish, particularly Cuban, but obviously every nationality. Right, right, has their own isms, right? Cubans are very animated. You know what's right. the what's a saying? What's the worst thing you could do to a Cuban? Have them tell you a story with their hands tied. Yeah, tied their I think they say that to Italians as well. Yeah. Um, have them tell you a story with their hands tied. There is certain certain truth to that, and and that animation, that exaggeration, that swag, you know, that comes from the language. That's and true. I think that when you don't have that element, again, it doesn't mean you're any less Latin or Hispanic. I just think you are missing out on a big part of the culture. A big part of the culture, you know, and Spanglish also, you know, Spanglish is a really big part of the culture, especially among first generations. Yeah. That, that's, that is who we are. Like we really are the generación ñe, yeah. right? Yeah. Spanglish is a huge part of the identity that we have as first generation, um, you know, Cuban Americans or Latin people, Right. And when you don't speak the language, again, you are missing out on a really big part of the identity, uh, of the That's experience. Fair. So, you know. But yeah, I thought it was really interesting. I thought it was... It was it that was, is interesting. And, that they, and, I, and, you know, considering... I, I think a big part of that is also considering that the, the largest population in the U.S. of, of Latinos is our Mexican-Americans. Right. And as we know, for the longest time, you know, you came to this country, you didn't teach the kid... Spanish because right. you wanted them to assimilate and move on. So that's probably a big chunk of where that comes from. You know right. that 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 feeling of less than. Right. You know, it's like, well, no, they didn't teach. Like you said my right. parents didn't teach me because they wanted me to. Avanzar. Yeah, but and it also. I think it also depends. And now you're the, using it against. It me. depends the time because I, you know, I and and this could. I mean, I'm, we're not Mexican, so we can't speak to the. Well, Mexican I was speaking to the. I was speaking but, to the previous. You know, but I think that you know Mexicans, since they are of the Latinos, like the the group that came here in terms of large masses. Yes. First, the you know yeah. have been here longer. The longest, of course. You know, they probably were here at a time where. You had to assimilate. Yeah. You had to assimilate, and you know, being proud Latino was not something. That, it wasn't a thing. It wasn't a thing. Yeah. You know, it was quite the opposite. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you, as you said, you have to assimilate. So it's it's very different. Whereas I feel that even by the time our parents came, you know, or my parents came in the eighties, it was different. You yeah. know, uh, I'm not as much. It as wasn't it where is we are now, now but, it was, but it was different. Yeah, like yeah, you yeah. didn't hide where you were from. You didn't right. necessarily try. You assimilated in terms of. You getting, weren't changing your last name, right? You assimilated in terms of getting ahead but you didn't assimilate to the point that you lost your identity right or you felt you needed to lose your identity uh, because you wouldn't be accepted you know it was different times so I think that's why I say that it's a very complicated subject no you're you're absolutely right you're absolutely right you're not wrong you're not wrong Uh, so what else you got for me because I know today you came you came prepared I mean I gave you chase tortilla and you know (laughs) Not speaking Spanish. You came prepared. I was I was expecting you to just keep going. I mean, we could talk about the omelet station more if you uh, we want. Could, we could, we could, you want but we won't. Actually, I just wanted to really quickly um, just mention that it, it, 
Botero, the painter, yes. passed away last week. Oh, Botero. Yeah, Fernando Botero, a uh, Colombian-born uh, artist. I love his pieces. Have I ever told you the story of Botero and my parents? You have, and that's why I wanted to bring it up, because I wanted you to tell the story to our oh listeners. Oh, my God, listeners. My, don't judge my mother. My mother is wonderful. We <laughs> she love, loves Boney M. We love my mother. She loves Boney M. And the yeah. car show. Yeah. <laughs> My father, being the Renaissance man that he is, <laughs> I think that my father is a modern. Your your yeah. father is a is a very learned person. You know, he's yes, yes. he. I, I consider my dad a scholar. My yeah. dad, you know, he's he knows he's very into literature, yeah. into art. He likes uh, the arts. You know, my dad paints. I didn't know that until recently. Actually, yeah, remember that he was telling <laughs> yeah, you yeah, yeah. that he paints and he's yeah. very crafty. Father is a modern day refugee Renaissance man. Que lo pateó exilio. He's a refugee renaissance man. Yeah, you know, because since he's a refugee, you know, uh, that's all that. the t-shirt. You know, <laughs> he had to have three jobs at one point. He didn't have time to paint. Well, you know what? So did Michelangelo, because he was a painter, a sculptor. Well, you know, so, that's you know, true. Yeah. But they didn't have other things at that time, too. That's so, true. There was no But variable. anyway, my dad loves Botero. Yeah. Loves Botero. And some years ago, my dad... I, 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 he got these Botero lithographs or posters or whatever. They were nice. And he had them framed and he put them in the Florida. In the, the Florida. Room, yeah. In the family room. And my mom comes, she's like, ¿Y qué hacen esa gorda en cuera en eso? ¿Tú estás vuelto loco? And he's like, pero eso es Botero. And my mom was like, pero que a mí no me importa lo que es. She was like, what is that? Because I remember that the one that he had, she was naked. Right. Right? And you could see even a bit of pubic hair. Okay, well, you right. know, a little rotund pew. Right, and I have to tell you, I appreciate Botero. I don't know if I want a Botero hanging in my family room. Oh, I would. I, I think there's something whimsical to his art. Right, but my dad loved Botero, and it didn't go down very well. Actually, you know what? Now that I think about my mom has shut down all of my dad's art pieces hung on the wall. All of them? All of them. All of them. Later, that was Botero. Then some years later, he got, I didn't like this either. Um, it's not my style. Clearly he, you're your mother's he son. He got this huge frame at Marshall's, at Home Goods, of like two cheetahs. But it was like artistic. Okay. And it was in a golden frame and like with gla like glass. And it was like a, a very intricate gold frame. And my dad hung it on the in the family room again over the TV. And my mom was like, mira eso. Como si estuviéramos en una jungla. Mira eso. Las cosas que se a poner una foto de dos tigres. I'm like, it's not a tiger, it's a cheetah. Eso mismo. Dos tigres. ocurre eso? That one was hung for a while, but my mom hated it. So that one made the cut. Yes and no. Okay. Yes and no. And then Under there, was, there was another one. Actually, I think this was the before the Botero. That this was like in the 90s. <laughs> he had framed this poster, which is very not my father, but he had it framed. And my mom, it was like of beer bottles. It was like a shelf with like beer bottles from around the world. It was actually very nice. And but that doesn't seem in 
concert with the other two pieces you're talking about. No, no, the other, this was no, the other right. pieces never existed together. No, 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 right. What I'm saying is like at least the other two seem like like art. Well, you know, my father, he's a Renaissance. This, man. this is true. This is true. So, I, I, why, so, why am I going to box your father I in? Being like, ¿quién se lo ocurre? Because that's that's her thing. ¿Quién se lo ocurre? ¿Quién se lo ocurre? Poner una foto de botella de cerveza. ¿Tú sabes poner una foto de cerveza? She was always shooting the poor man down. Like. Does your mother not enjoy art? I think so. I've been to many of art museums. That's, with my what, mom that's why, because you have Europe, a like you have a nice base. We've been to the Louvre right. several times. We went to Museo de Prado in Spain. I think my mom goes, and she's a team player, and she knows she's supposed to be like, "Ay, qué lindo," but I think she doesn't give a shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> she'll be like, "Qué belleza." <laughs> like I remember when we were in Spain, especially. <laughs> We were especially in Toledo that they have a lot of paintings of El Greco. Yes. <laughs> My mom's like, I pero cuánta pintura hizo ese hombre. I'm like, oh, he was a painter. Like, that's what he did. <laughs> so I think that she knows que se tiene que portar bien. <laughs> like, okay, so she, she tempers herself. Right. right. Okay. Like she knows that it's art. I'm supposed to appreciate it. Right. So I'm just not going to say anything. I'll just nod. Ay, sí, qué lindo. Qué lindo, qué lindo. Ay, me gusta ese color. That's fair. You know what, though? Good. Look, not everybody can appreciate art. Not everybody has, like, a, a deep love of art. You know, some people literally just look at it this is. and they're like, it's it pretty is. or it's not. It That's is. It. it is. It's something you either get or you don't. Because, look, I remember, I remember being, I think I was, like, 12. Mm-hmm. I was really young. I think I hadn't even started middle school. And I went to New York mm-hmm. and we went to the Met and they were having a an exhibit of Dali. Oh, nice. And I remember seeing Persistence of the Memory and all these paintings mm-hmm. by Dali. And a, a 12-year-old, I remember it making an impact on me. Like right. I, I was so interested in it. Like I, you know, I was 12, so there was only so much I could appreciate right. it and understand, especially but, Dali. That's so conceptual. Right. But and it all hit that. you in some way. It hit me. It mm-hmm. did. It did. That was like the melting clocks. Like right. that. Does that mean, you know, time is like the, we're afraid of time. Like I, I, I got it as much as I could get it at 12 years old. Right. You know, my mom was probably like, I, porque esas hormigas están en esos reloj. <laughs> but, but as she says, I mean, Europa. <laughs> well, she can love Europe and not love art. Maybe she appreciates architecture, but not art. Yeah. I think so. I mean, I don't think she knows what Rococo is and what Baroque is. <laughs> Is. Okay, but how much fun is it to say Rococo? I know, right? I mean, that alone is a reason to like Rococo. And especially <laughs> when you go to uh, to um, Venice in St. Mark's Square. In the square, there's like four architectural styles. There's Baroque, there's Rococo, right. and two others that I don't remember. The, the other <laughs> two. two out of four. Yeah, that's yeah. half. That's 50%. But yeah, you know, I, I that's what I... I love even to this day it's like the dynamic between my mom and my dad. My dad likes to watch these like European, you know, um series. Uh-huh. You know, and she's like, "Ay, esa cosa que duele aburrida." You know? <laughs> like my mom was like I think the only person on earth that like a few years ago when um I that show from Spain that was a sensation um 
the one of the bank robbers. Eh, oh my god, Casa de Papel. Yes, that was good. I didn't see it, but yes, everybody was raving about it. That my mom was like, "Ay, pero qué locura esa! A mí esa no me gusta." <laughs> like she doesn't even. It's just it's just not her jam. It's not her jam. It's not her jam. It's a, that's okay. flores. And that's and listen, there are people who don't care about nature. <laughs> Do you know? Maybe your mother should go join Greenpeace. Yeah. <laughs> you could get her like a carnation. And she'd be like, Ay, qué esas flores. Yeah, sí. qué cosas más But lindas. look, she appreciates nature. Yeah. They, in they, all its forms. Gusta la naturaleza. Exactly. <laughs> not Zoftig naked people. Yeah. So, well, rest in peace, Botero. Yes, yes. yes. You know, it's speaking of Botero. So this is, <laughs> this is, I Americans. <laughs> um, so <laughs> you sound like every comment in those food videos. So, um, Carnival Cruise Lines. Yeah, Yeah. You know they own Costa Cruise Lines, yes. and Costa Cruise Lines for you <laughs> listeners who don't yeah. know. Yes, I do. I work yes. for Carnival. <laughs> uh, Costa Cruise Lines is an Italian cruise line. Sure. Um, and they're, when I mean Italian, I mean it's Italian. Yeah. Like the elevator speaks to you in Italian. The way the ship is laid out is Italian. The artwork is Italian. The 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 cruising experience is Italian. Yeah, it's not Italian American. It's Italian. Yeah, right. And um, Carnival owns Costa Cruises. And now after the pandemic, that the cruising industry went kind of crazy and whatever. Uh, you know, there wasn't a, as a big of a demand for Costa Cruises in Europe and in Italy as pre-pandemic. So Carnival had to kind of shuffle some of their their uh, itineraries. Their no, their ships around. Oh, so okay. there's some Costa ships that Carnival took on their fleet, and they kind of oh, so like brought it over. They brought it over to the U.S. Okay. and they kind of rebranded it. One of those is the Costa Luminosa, okay. which is now the Carnival Luminosa. Okay. Okay. So they brought the ship to the U.S. They put the Carnival logo on it. Right. They painted it, and you know whatever. They rebranded. They slapped some paint on it and rebranded it as Carnival. Well, in the atrium, there is a huge, a huge uh, sculpture of Botero in front of the elevators. Okay. The Americans are not having it. <laughs> the Americans are like, there has been petitions to have it removed Why? because it's obscene. And I'm like, oh, oh. What? but it's but it's a botero. It's so not even right. But it, it, this one in particular, you know, it's a you know, botero is a larger person. Yeah, right. But you, she, I think she's lying on her stomach, so you could see she's naked, so you could see her butt. Uh huh. Right. So that offends Americans. Well, I mean, this is also. I used to get calls all the time about the the, the Michelangelo, the, the, the David, the yeah. David, the David, the David, yeah, the David. The David. Well, they had it. They actually removed it. One lady literally called me and said... It was on the Carnival's uh, Pride? The, the Pride? Or yeah, the it was legend, a Pride. One of the two. Um, she literally called and she said, I know it's art. I know it's historical, but I don't like it and it should be removed. And I'm like, well, I don't even know how to art. I don't even know how to respond to this. Because yeah. you're basically, you're telling me, hi, yes, I'm ignorant. Make things happen for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, give me a 20% while you're Give me a 20%. You know, yeah. it's like, I don't, I don't even know how to respond to you. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Sure. So, so there's like, you know, because I follow all these comments yeah. about cruises and ships and all that. Um, but yeah, <laughs> they want it removed. <laughs> so. That's why we can't have nice things. Let's have hell again. Ugh. So well, rest so in peace, Botero. Not have nice. Things. I uh, actually, I had a little bit of Mandela effect with Botero. You thought he had already passed? Yeah, because I, I don't know why I thought Botero was much older. I thought it was like maybe nineteenth century. <laughs> I didn't realize oh, it was wow. oh, no, no, as no. recent as it was. Yeah, I didn't realize it was as recent as he is. But I, I mean, he was still alive. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah. 
Are we oh, thirsty? We are a little thirsty. So okay. do you want to go first? I will go first. Right. So I'm giving a gasless soda. Oh, no. It's been a while since you've given a gasless. Yeah, I'm giving a gasless soda. And yeah. <laughs> so I'm giving my gasless soda this week okay. to Russell Brand. Okay, a uh, comedian, Katy Perry's ex-husband. Yes. So Russell Brand, as Ish said, is a comedian. I mean, he was in, in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Right. He was very big for like two years. Right. And all that. And, you know, he's a, you know, he's British. He's the one who has the big hair. Yeah. He hosted the VMAs oh, a few right. times yeah. and all that. He was married yeah. to Katy Perry, all that. Russell Brand, um, this week or last week, uh, there were allegations made against him yes. of sexual abuse. Yes, yes, yes. Right? Uh, multiple. Yes. That's not the only reason why I'm bringing him up or oh, giving uh, him a, uh, a, a gasless uh, soda. He, we need more? Yeah. He, in the last, like, several years, I, I, I didn't, I knew this, but I didn't know to the extent of it. Right. He had become, like, a right-wing conspiracy theorist. Really? Huge. Like, huge. Like, he believes that COVID was a hoax, that the that vac- oh, all wow. vaccinations, all vaccinations. So he's one up on, on Jenny McCarthy. Yeah, all vaccinations, not just COVID vaccinations. Anything. All vaccinations are because of big pharma to keep you sick and, you know, all that... See, 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 all see, that see. rabbit all hole. the cue uh-huh huge huge conspiracy theorist i believe he thinks that the election was stolen like all <laughs> that type of stuff and you know he has a pretty big platform i didn't realize what big of a platform he has like he has a podcast and okay. he has like a youtube channel and he has like d- different shows he has a pretty big podcast uh, podcast and you know this is why you know <laughs> Despite yeah. you he and I, off my radar. despite you and I having a podcast and talking about issues, but you know we do it in the sense of kind of fun and having people, right, right, you know, right, whatever. Right. Why on earth would anybody listen to a guy who was like not even that funny of a comedian, right? You know, and talks like the way that he talks, yeah, yeah. right? It's not like he's because there's people, he's not even like quote unquote articulate. There's people that like I think are terrible people, like Matt Walsh, for example. Right, mm-hmm. that he his rhetoric is awful. Like I, I so disagree with everything that right. he says, but I sort of get it in the sense that he's very well spoken. Right, you understand how he talks it could very happen. rationally. Right, right, right. He talks very rationally, and then when he's trying to make a point, you you're like, wow, he's very articulate, right. and he speaks very intelligently. Yeah, that's not Russell Brand, like right. So why on earth would people like listen to him? Like to you know make. To have an opinion on like these really controversial and complex struct, uh, right? Uh, you know scenarios, yeah, scenarios, yeah. And, and 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 issues. Like, why would you go to Russell Brand as like yeah, of all people, of all people? So you know, I'm giving him wow. a gasless soda because he's know just un loco, and you know, in addition to you know <laughs> all these allegations of sexual abuse, right. so you know, Russell. You're getting a flat soda, a flat soda for Russell. Uh, Russell, I was gonna say Russell Crow, Russell Brand. Yeah. I'll never forget that one time I was in Atlanta and it was sort of when I was starting to grow up my hair. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was and I was like really working out at that time and I remember this lady at a, like in a in a little like um pedestrian bridge goes to me she's like you know you look like Russell Crowe. And I'm like Gladiator Russell Crowe or Fat Russell Crowe? <laughs> and she just started to laugh. And after she left, I'm like, I really want to know which Russell Crowe. Because like, I was like, I know Russell Crowe had kind of longish hair for a bit. 
Right, but when he had the longest hair, it wasn't through Gladiator. Right, but then I was sort of in good shape at that time, so I'm like, okay, I wasn't in Russell Crowe Gladiator shape, but I'm like, <laughs> which one is it? Maybe you were like optimal Russell Crowe, like the long hair from when he was fat, but then the body from when he was Gladiator. <laughs> but that's why I say I'm like, I didn't quite have the Gladiator body. Tampoco no about that. No, but, but you know. But I remember her leaving and be like, I want to know what Russell Crowe you think I am. <laughs> I, I, I like the thought of her walking away and just being like, no, no, I was serious. Come like, back. Which Russell Crowe? <laughs> like, <laughs> like walking behind her, like the Terminator 2, the T-1000, starting to. <laughs> which Russell Crowe? <laughs> I must know. <laughs> that's wonderful. Uh, so my last soda, I'm going to give it to Jose Hernandez. Oh, yes. Do you know who Jose Hernandez is? Yes. Who? Jose Hernandez. Exactly. El hijo de la señora Hernandez. A, there you go. Jose Hernandez is a uh, is a man who went from being an itinerant farmhand born in California to Mexican immigrant parents to a NASA flight engineer on the 2009 space shuttle mission STS-128. Wow. And so he's now he works retired. For NASA? There's nothing. He, well, there's he's now no, retired. There's nothing over NASA, right? He's now retired. He's 61. But um, they just did a movie based on his life uh, called A Million Miles Away, and it's currently in theaters and it's streaming. But I, you know, again, it's Hispanic Heritage Month, and I thought that's such a great, you know, like he was born in this country, but he was an itinerant farmer, right? And his father always. I'm, I'm looking for this right now. Um, I mean, what they say, reach for the stars. Well, you can't get much more accurate <laughs> than that. Um, so he he recently had an interview with People Magazine, and he said he revealed the pe- the recipe to success, recipe to succeed, that his father gave him in 1972. So he said he did two important things that evening. He empowered me to believe I can do it, and he sat me down, and he made me justify why. And then he adds that his father's five ingredients for success are determine your goal, recognize how far you are from it, draw yourself a roadmap, Prepare yourself for the challenge and work, work, work. I think his father was Rihanna. Um, but I love that because, you know, so many times, especially, you know, as, as children of immigrants and all that, you come to this country and it's like you have all this opportunity, all this opportunity. And I think there is a truth to that, you know, when you compare it to, to where we come from and, and the situations. Yeah. But it's not a magic pill. You know, and so it does require hard work and it does require you understanding what it is that you want to do. You know, nowadays I hear so many people like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a YouTuber. The fact that that's even a career. But it's like, okay, great. Let's say you do want to do that, right? You're competing with how many other people for content? So you have to sit down and do it. It's not as easy as just turning a camera on anymore, you know? So you really do have to recognize your goals and and how you, what steps you're going to take to get there. And the fact that this man went as far as you know freaking nasa i mean he was even saying like when he was up there what struck him the most when he looked down on the earth was how when you look at all of you know north america it it may seem oversimplified but he was like you know canada the u.s and mexico all just blend into each other and it's at that moment that i realized that borders are man-made well yeah no (laughs) but you know but but Look, if you're in a freaking spaceship looking yeah, down on yeah, Earth, yeah. it gives you a perspective that yeah, everybody everybody that's been in space says that that's quite the moment when you look down. I would on Earth. imagine, yeah, you know. And so I just want to give him a last soda because again, Hispanic Heritage Month, but that is, I think, the epitome of you know. You, we talked about like a Jennifer Lopez. There's all these Latino celebrities, but this is someone who really achieved something that less than what maybe 500 people have experienced. Yeah. And so, kudos to to him. You know, that's that's awesome. That yeah. that's awesome. I mean, reach for the stars, yeah. literally. Yeah, literally. You know, th- whenever I hear anybody that made it to NASA, I'm always like, 
it's important to know your limits. I'm like, wow, like, that's not something I could even. <laughs> I can't get there. I can't get there. No. I, I I can't do and, that roadmap. And that and that's okay. That's okay. And I always think like, I think I'm a pretty intelligent person, but even I know that I'm like, no, 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 no. no. Yeah, no. Th- th- this is like NASA. Like that, that's it's its own category. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's yeah. NASA. Yeah, it's NASA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so 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 yeah. For him, well. A soda for him. Yes, sir. So, anyway, everybody. Well, that's the end of two sixty nine. Yes. We hope everybody has a great weekend. Plug and beat my boyo. Yes. So you got three chances this weekend. You got Friday, uh, the twenty second. We are at Shoujo's Dojo. Twenty third. We are down at Prison Pals Exit One. And on the twenty fourth, we are at the New Era Collectibles Market. Which actually, this Sunday, with that market, there's even going to be a wrestling match with an actual wrestling ring. Which I'm not lying. I kind of hope that we can get into the ring just so I can say I was in a wrestling ring. Yeah. Because that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. So. If you want to join us, make sure you follow us on Bing Bang Boyo MIA yes. to know the exact locations of where we're going to be at, and we could see you there. Yes, uh, yes. So, everybody, we hope you had a, a great. Uh, we hope you have a great weekend. <laughs> remember uh, to grab. No, we hope you listen, laugh, and learn. <laughs> and remember to grab your pastelito, your croqueta, and your cafecito. Have a great weekend, everyone. All right, cuídense, gente. Bye. Bye. Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano, produced by Ismaeliano, and our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultrasoft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultrasoft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist-approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.